This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. You are listening to On The Daily, the Rotoviz Daily Fantasy Sports Podcast, powered by Rotoviz Radio. Hello and welcome to On The Daily, a daily fantasy sports podcast brought to you by MyBookie. My name is Matt LaMarca. You can find me on Twitter at Matt LaMarca. And I'm joined as always by my co-host Matt Jones, who you can find on Twitter at MattJonesTFR. Matt, how's everything going? Good, man. I got uh, got one more wake up until Christmas vacation. So uh, just, just trying to get through, finish my shopping, and uh, hopefully uh, one of us can bink something this weekend. Wow, that sounds like a wonderful Christmas miracle, you know? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I actually got all my stuff done early this year. Everything that I've purchased has officially arrived at this point because I don't do any in-person shopping. No, God, no there's, there's like there's other people at stores. Like, why would you? Why <laughs> right, would you I have to put that? on pants to go to the stores as well. <laughs> um, so now I just have to get everything wrapped, and I'm already trying to to bribe one of my sisters to come over and do it. So we'll see if that works out. But Good luck. yeah, she she's very Christmassy, so I don't think it's going to be very difficult. <laughs> anyway. Before we get into the Week 16 slate, a little bit of housekeeping here. For starters, congrats to, to Mr. Jones, Jones's dad. Took down the Listener League. I believe he won one last year as well. Yep. Um, that I said, so. I wasn't in the contest last week, so it doesn't really count, Mr. Jones. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry to break it to you. Well, that would mean that, like, at least... Haven't counted. <laughs> Fair. You've been known to miss a couple. <laughs> I have. I've been in uh, the majority of them this season, but this you know, year even better. Yeah, we've decreased the size recently, and uh, I don't join my contests until late in the week, and sometimes I get locked out. You know, it happens. Well, yeah. I mean, to be fair, I did. Uh, I made it like Saturday evening, um, so I just made it twenty and a winner take all. So. My dad edged out uh, FinFan eighteen though, so Good. finally got some of those uh, some of those FinFan bucks back yes. in the uh, in the Jones family. <laughs> I, I'll send your dad money all day. I'm done with the FinFan <laughs> money, okay? FinFan, <laughs> we appreciate you being a listener. Hopefully, you at least listen. Yeah, but it's nice well, to see somebody else get the dough. Yeah, <laughs> let's uh, talk briefly about Road of His Patreon. Sign up for Road of His Patreon to gain exclusive access to the Rotoviz Radio Slack channel where you can ask questions and gain league-winning advice from many of the podcast and writing team. Get ready for the championships of your fantasy playoffs. Get ready for the upcoming NFL draft. Become a Rotoviz Radio patron today to join an exclusive community of listeners, access premium content, 
and do your part in helping the network to grow and continue to produce high-quality industry-leading programming. That is patreon.com slash Radio. And speaking of exclusives, as a loyal podcast listener, you can get 10% off a Rotoviz NFL Pass right now. It's available through the podcast homepage, rotoviz.com slash podcast. Gain unlimited access to all of our content and tools, so you get an amazing value and help support the podcast network. Once again, rotoviz.com slash podcast. Okay, let's talk quarterbacks here. Lamar Jackson, 8K. Uh, it, it seems like it was the right time for that. Yeah. He's uh, just been so good all season, but that makes him the most expensive QB we've seen virtually all season. And he's a 1K more expensive than Russell Wilson, who is the next most expensive quarterback. Uh, is 8K too expensive for you for a cash game quarterback? Or are we still trying to you know, jam him in for the safety that he provides? Uh, yes. We are still doing that. No, okay. he is not too expensive. Um, I I tweeted it out earlier, but I was I was curious to see uh, what <laughs> which running backs he's outperformed just like solely from his uh, from his rushing production. And the list is pretty interesting. You have like David Montgomery on there. Uh, you got like Sony Michelle, like there's some, there's some legitimate names that haven't missed, uh, that haven't missed time, uh, on that list. So it's a little, uh, it, it's a little comical, but yeah, I mean, he's, he's basically giving you conservatively, he's giving you like a 5k running backs rushing production and, you know, on top of, basically averaging 200 yards uh, passing per game. And he his touchdown rate passing has been insane too. So um, I just, it's just one of those things, man. It's like, just don't, it, we could figure out a way to get there. Like he should be a priority in my opinion. Yeah, there's going to be plenty of value at other positions. So I agree. I think for the most part, you want to pay up for him in cash games. It does feel expensive, but... Nobody else jumps out to me as like a, you know, a smash play. Right. Uh, if if I was going to pay down, it would be like significantly down. That's really the only uh, reason that I could think of for not paying 8K is if you're going to go with somebody who's like closer to 5K. Because that is a pretty big, significant, you know, savings. But like paying down for Russell Wilson or somebody in the, you know, the 6K to 7k range like that makes no sense to me yeah let's talk about that price range uh we've got russell wilson at 7k through ryan fitzpatrick who is at 6k that gives us a pretty wide spread of quarterbacks there are about eight of them to choose from who is your favorite in this range for guaranteed prize pools uh i you know i again i think we have decided we're pretty much paying up for jackson so let's focus more on like gpps who stands out as the the best upside play here um yeah and i think i think the next three guys uh wilson and then obviously breeze and Tannehill are in the same game um they are like in the two highest uh you know over under games uh should be you know like we we've We've spent most of the year talking about how we're avoiding Tennessee games in general, um, but their pace has come up. They're throwing a little bit more Tannehill uh, for 
for whatever <laughs> for whatever reason um and for however long this lasts he's definitely um he's made that offense sort of relevant in a way that we we aren't used to seeing um he kind of opens up the playbook a little bit for them uh compared to Mariota but so i mean i i, I don't think you can really go wrong with with any of those three to be totally honest like there's obvious stacking partners for all three right and um it really just depends on how you want to uh how you want to attack the slate but i i think if i just if i had to say like my absolute favorite i I think it's probably wilson but i don't think it's by a ton yeah that makes sense i mean wilson we talked about last week like as far as ceilings go he is the only guy that can match Lamar Jackson, really. He's had, you know, the 40-point explosion-type right. games this season. It felt like he was on his way to, to one last week. He was crushing in the first half, but then kind of did nothing for, for the second half. Yeah. Uh, I, I Which think is a I, risk. Yeah, I think I prefer Matt Ryan at 7,600. Um, Atlanta, like, they've had nothing to play for recently, but... Apparently they don't know that. Like they've they've played pretty hard recently, and I have no problem targeting Jacksonville at this point in the season. Like Jacksonville stinks. They've completely mailed it in. I know they they came back and won last week, but to me that was more just an indication of how bad Oakland has become. Mm-hmm. Like they had ten trips into Jacksonville territory last week, and they yeah. came away with sixteen points. <laughs> 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 not That's great if, if you're not familiar with those numbers folks it's uh it's not great <laughs> yeah you don't want to be averaging 1.6 points on trips into enemy territory so uh ryan hasn't had like gaudy performances each of the past three weeks but he has exceeded salary-based expectations um you know i know that they're a little bit short-handed at the moment but they have julio jones they yeah, have does, austin that's... hooper so they still I think have he's dudes. probably underpriced. Yeah, and and he hasn't thrown uh, fewer than thirty times in a game since uh, like the end of October. Um, so I, I'm I'm fine with that too. Again, like the obvious stack there is Julio, but uh, I do think Hooper is going to be a little popular, which we'll get to later. Um, I do want I, I do want some Murray this week. Uh, he. He's struggled the last few weeks, um, but he seemed to sort of at least somewhat get it back on track last week. He he put up like 17 points. Uh, he saw a little bit of a price increase, but I do think that they're going to be forced to throw. Um, I think they're, what are they, 10-point dogs-ish, yes. somewhere around there. Um, so he is definitely, they are definitely going to have to end up throwing. So um, I, out of my three lineups, I will probably end up having... Uh, a Kyler, a Kyler Kirk, Chris Carson, you know, some sort of a, some sort of a like mini game stack uh, involving those three. Yeah, I think that makes sense. I mean, the only thing Kyler really didn't do last week was score, right? Because you know Kenyon Drake was busy scoring all the touchdowns. Um, oh, the, on the same week that I said he might be in risk of losing his job to David Johnson, so that didn't feel great for me. Um. But yeah, like Kyler, <laughs> Kyler's good. He's a good player. Uh, maybe not as good as we were expecting coming into the league, but I, I think sometimes we we get spoiled when guys come into the league and are good from like day one. 
Like, right. You know, it might have just it might have taken him some time to adjust, but he has definitely played better over the second half of the season. Yeah, and he's he's only had one game, uh, you know, in in the entire year that he's thrown uh like under or two games that he's thrown less than 25 times like they're they're just always gonna throw a ton um not always deep what and you know not always for touchdowns because cliff uh cliff loves him some field goals let me tell you <laughs> but um you know the the volume is going to be there and we saw that the offense can score in bunches like you said it just happened to all literally all go to Drake last week. Um, you know, if, if that doesn't happen and he throws for three, three touchdowns and Drake has a couple of his own, then, you know, he, Kyler's probably 6,400. He's probably a little bit more popular. Um, so I do think that it's, uh, I think Kyler's, uh, definitely in play. Uh, also worth noting in this range, Dak Prescott is dealing with uh shoulder injury and, um, it, I mean, I don't think he's in, any sort of danger of missing, but you should be at least, you know, cognizant of that. Yeah, I would, I would bet pretty heavily that he's going to play, but it could certainly affect yeah. his effectiveness. Yeah, double effect, as if you will. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's talk value quarterbacks. I was kind of al- alluding to it, but it's going to be gross. Week. This is the week for my man, the Red Rifle. Oh God, Andy Dalton time, baby. Uh, I'd play anyone against Miami at this point. I mean, Miami, uh, made Eli Manning look pretty good. Um, they're just, they're just a really, really bad team. And Andy Dalton's okay. He hasn't put up the big fantasy numbers since returning to the lineup, but, uh, the offense has looked a little bit better. I mean, tough matchup last week against the Patriots, right? Nobody expected them to succeed in that matchup, but. I think he can. I think he can do some things versus the Dolphins, and he's only fifty two hundred. Yep, that's fine. <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> I mean, if I don't you want to go even, too hard. If you want to go even grosser, you can go with Dwayne Haskins at forty seven hundred against the G Men. You're not. Uh, you're not in on Greer season. <laughs> uh, nah, I don't think I'm in on Greer season. I think that's. I, I, I think that's fine. <laughs> I did look up some of his metrics and stuff, and he's a pretty good athlete, which is always appealing, but. Yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like I've seen more from, from Dalton than Haskins than I have seen from Greer. Yeah. <laughs> All good. Um no, I, I agree. I like I'm I'm probably gonna end up, like I said, I'm gonna have a Lamar, at least one Lamar team, a Kyler team, and I will have a piece of the New Orleans Tennessee game, depending on how I wanna stack it. Those are those are probably like realistically the three quarterbacks I'm gonna play. I, I get like Dalton's fine. I, I don't know if you really feel like I guess it would be Boyd, but I don't feel like terribly uh, like a, a high level of conviction with playing him at this point. Like Boyd's just been peppered with targets and the offense is just completely either <laughs> the offense has held him back or he's held the offense back. Whoever you want to place the blame on, but the offense is not <laughs> what we what we necessarily uh, wanted it to be. So, um, but we could talk about some of these other situations too, as we get into other positions. One last guy, quick hitter, just Philip Rivers against the Raiders. He might, he might actually be a better play than Dalton. He's a little bit more expensive, but we know that that guy is out there to, to throw the football. So 
and uh, and Oakland is is garbage. All right, let's go to the running back position. Christian McCaffrey, your boy. He's now ten thousand one hundred, so a little bit of a price jump after putting up thirty seven and a half sweet DK fantasy points last week. How does the Will Greer thing affect your views on McCaffrey? Like, does that cool you down at all, or are you still just one hundred percent on jamming him in? I mean. I- I if you've if you've watched any of the Carolina games and you can say with a straight face that anybody could be that big of a downgrade from Kyle Allen <laughs> over the past like month and a half or so, then yeah, maybe maybe that's gonna that's gonna uh hamper him a little bit. But I don't really see um I don't really see a situation where this impacts McCaffrey as much. I do think uh that the situation in general is going to be a negative for DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel. Um, they're they're going to give him the ball. Like he was on the field for every single snap last week. He missed one snap the week before under this new regime. So I, I'm not I'm not terribly concerned. He's had 22 targets over the past two weeks and 30 rushes. So I, I'm just going to keep I'm just going to keep playing. Works for me. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I, I have. No, I, I can't not. There, to me, like you said, there is very little downgrade potential from Kyle Allen to Will Greer. Like, unless you think Will Greer is going to just come out on the field and literally pee his pants, he can't be worse <laughs> than than what Kyle Allen has done recently. Right. You know, Kyle Allen was a great story to start the season. Uh, there were a lot of fans who said some mean things to Cam Newton that I'm sure they would like to take back now. But but that time has passed. It's it's time to move on from Kyle Allen. Yeah, not a thing. Confirmed, not a thing. <laughs> All right, we've got another little mini tier here uh, between 7,500 and 8,500. Chris Carson, most expensive option of the group. He is taking on the Arizona Cardinals. Alvin Kamara, the cheapest option of the group, is at the Tennessee Titans. Uh, anybody in this price range stand out to you as the, as like a significantly better play than the rest? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I would love to figure out a way to get to Carson and cash. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know that it's like possible if you're going Lamar, uh, CMC, and then you're trying to get in, um, some, some wide receiver from new Orleans. That's pretty good. Um, (laughs) I don't really see how that's mathematically possible. So I uh, I think he'll be in my other, you know, I think he'll be in all my GPP teams, Carson, this week, because I just think he's a smash. And he played really well last week and uh, hasn't really done anything with Penny out to show us that he shouldn't be played. Um, I brought up Dak before just to to bring up Zeke, because I do think that there's a real chance. I know they're on the road um, you know, they're in Philly. I think they're, are they slight favorites? Maybe like a couple points. They are actually, I don't know. It's moved down a little bit. They opened up as bigger favorites, but they're only one and a half point favorites at the moment. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I would imagine that that's probably a function of, of the DAC stuff. I, I just, I think they, I think they figure out a way to get Zeke the ball like 25 to 30 times this week. Um, and 7900 I think, is a silly price uh, if he's going to see that type of work. Like, we know what he's capable of. Uh, it's been, I don't want to say a, a disappointing year, because I, I think he's still up there in, like, total 
you know, PPR points. But realistically, like he's had this this 34 point game last week was obviously great, but he's really kind of been capped at at 20 ish for the past uh, like month and a half. So um, I think if he's going to get that that volume and they're going to they're going to really try and run the ball to take some pressure off of Dak. I think that he makes uh, he makes quite a bit of sense. Yeah, he really hasn't seen the the rushing volume that we probably would have projected him for at the beginning of the season. But uh, he is coming off of a great game, so perhaps this is you know the start of of things turning around for him. I mean, he scored two touchdowns now in back to back weeks, so I don't want to make it seem like he's had a bad year. But like before the season started, if we knew Zeke was going to play in basically every game which he's done this year you know he was obviously on a pitch count in the first game but he would have been you know maybe even like a minus favorite to lead the league in rushing and that's just hasn't been what we've seen from him this season so um yeah he probably is too cheap and philly certainly doesn't scare you uh i i don't know if i feel i certainly would try to get the extra 600 bucks to get up to carson if i could yeah um, let's move down another tier here to the mid range. Anybody that jumps out to you in this price tag, uh, maybe somebody like Joe Mixon, who has like all of a sudden just transformed into like peak Barry Sanders. Yeah. Well, the problem with that is that he popped up on the injury report today. Um, so he, he's, uh, I, I don't know how, how serious it is at this point. We're recording on Thursday. Um, but guys who get added, to the injury report during the week are are usually just like strict stay aways for me. Um and he's he's kind of Derrick Henry-ish. Like he's he's never gonna get more than three or four targets. Obviously he's much uh much, much cheaper than Derrick Henry, Henry. So that wishes he could get four targets in a game. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like that's he's he's cheaper, so that's sort of built in. With Henry, you're like, all right. If he catches this one ball for six yards, like that's a that's a home run. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I I guess if he ends up playing, uh, what is he? Sixty six hundred. I, I guess that that's that's fine. Um, I don't know. I, I kind of like Ingram I, again on the road, but a big favorite um, touchdown dependent. You know, all the things I've said about him every week this year. When he finds the end zone, he smashes and, and, you know, puts up 20 plus. And when he doesn't, he's like, you know, scores a dozen points, which is super, super fun uh, when you when you roster him there. But I think that that I think he makes sense in a stack. I wrote it up for sharp. I think him and Lamar. I think this is one of those weeks where uh, that stack makes a little bit of sense um, as a little bit of like a contrarian deal. But. I don't know, man, like this, this range, like there's a couple of options, right? Like you, you have Freeman who I think could be a little bit, uh, a little bit popular and like, I don't know, are people going to chase Drake from last week? Like that's, Mm, yeah, good question. I mean, everybody has to know, like people are sharp enough to realize that like four touchdowns is four touchdowns. Like that's not, (laughs) that's not like a repeatable thing, but he did get 22 rushes. So that's. If that's going to be the case all of a sudden, then that's fine. But I, I don't think I'm chasing. I don't think I'm chasing those points from from Drake, especially as uh, you know, sizable underdogs. Yeah, hard pass on Kenyon Drake for me. Like, 
Uh, we haven't projected for nine to twelve percent ownership. To right. me, that would be like the worst play of the week. Um, <laughs> I, I do, I do really like Mixon. I think it's an elite spot for him if he is active. And it's the injury thing is weird because he practiced in full on Wednesday, so. Maybe the the Bengals are just embracing the all out tank and they're just going to sit him at this point. But uh, like, yeah, I'm not fading him at 6,600 against Miami if he does play like he's just been he's been so good recently. Um, And like that kind of goes along with what we thought we knew about him heading into the season. Like the guy obviously has some character issues, but he's a really good football player when he's on the field. So I believe the word you're looking for is piece of shit. I think that's the that's the phrasing that the, the, in the common vernacular. There there could be kids listening, Jones. <laughs> that's um, fine. They they should know. <laughs> that said, at least seventeen DraftKings points in six of the past seven weeks. So yeah, they've just been feeding them. But yeah, uh, are you in on Miles Sanders at all? It feels like we've been chasing him all season, and he finally came through. Naturally, after I had benched him on my team that made it to the semifinals with him. (laughs) But like, was that a one week fluke? Is he now just going to be back to what we've seen from him all year? Like, what are your thoughts on miles? Um, I mean, there there's definitely from, I guess probably the last five or six weeks, like he's been getting consistent, you know, double digit rushes. They've been going up each week. He went from sort of getting those like three ish targets to like five to six targets now. Um, so I, I really I do think that they're they're making much more of an effort to get him involved. Um, I think it it really he's really interesting because he he feels relatively game script, you know, independent um, because he can contribute in the passing game and they don't really. They don't really seem like they're, you know, willing to like use really use anybody, anybody else for any uh, extended period of time. Like Boston Scott is there um, and he he's been he's been fine over the last couple of weeks. He's he's actually stolen a bunch of targets from Sanders where like if if Scott wasn't there, you know, we could be looking at like eight to ten targets for for Sanders each week. like. Scott has 13 targets over the past two weeks. Yeah. Um, which is like seriously eating into, <laughs> into Sanders ceiling, even though he scored 38 last week, like as weird as that is to say it, it's, it's a little, uh, it's a little odd, but I do think that I do think Sanders is in play. I think he'll probably be lower owned than Drake. And if Mixon plays, he'll be lower owned than him. He's kind of in between there. So, um, I think Sanders is fine for like a flyer. I don't know if on, you know, my three teams I'm going to end up with them. Uh, But if I was building, you know, 10, 20 lineups, I would definitely get some exposure to him. Yeah, I I mean, that makes sense. He's projected for pretty low ownership. So um, I I could see I I, I think your analysis is very sound. Like, I think if you're looking for a low owned running back with some upside, he makes sense. Uh, and then last but not least in this price range, again, just going quick hitters like I did with Philly Rivers, Austin Eckler, and Melvin Gordon. If you're looking for analysis as to why, see the together? analysis for Rivers, comma, Phillip. No, not not together. 
I don't. Oh, okay. I don't play running backs on the same right. team together. No, I, I because <clears throat> I just wanted to clarify. I, I, you know what? Thank you because I can understand that could be taken out of context. You know, I don't want to get blown up in like the New York Times, like, oh, fantasy tout recommends playing Austin Eckler and Melvin Gordon in the same lineup, and then there's just a big stupid picture of me. It's the worst when that happens. I hate when that happens. It's a it's a weekly event for me. <laughs> All right, let's go uh, into the punt play territory. And we have a quote-unquote free square this week with DeAndre Washington. You know, Josh Jacobs has been ruled out, uh, which makes sense considering that the Raiders are playing for nothing. Washington operated as the primary back in the game that uh, Jacobs missed week 14. He had 14 carries for a touchdown, six catches on seven targets. Are you locking him in or is this like, you know, quote unquote, bad chalk? Because I personally think that I'm going to be locking him. Um, there, Yeah, I mean, there's there's no chance I, that I'm not playing him in cash. Um, as far as like, you know, you, you got to get into the the game theory side of things. I I think I'm probably going if his what what does labs have his ownership as right Near now? Near 50 percent. Yeah. So that's stupid. Like I'm not doing I'm not doing that in a tournament. Like if I you have to figure if you like what is what is his actual range of outcomes? Like what if you if you said like he hit his absolute like top ceiling, what 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 does that look like? A a 25 point game? Yeah, that's about what we have his ceiling projection at. Yeah. So so you figure he's a pretty safe bet, I would imagine, to just pay off salary, whatever you want to call that, three, three and a half times, whatever you want to, whatever you want to put that as. Um, and then obviously he opens up, you know, being able to play Michael Thomas or being able to play McCaffrey and Jack Lamar. Like you can do those things with that saving. Um, but in but in tournaments, like I don't know, it, is there like a, a seven point game in his range of outcomes for sure? So. I think I would take that chance. Like I, I only have been running single entries and I, I think there's a, a very strong fade case to be made here for, for Washington in, in tournaments. Again, it doesn't mean that it's, it's not an, not an okay play in that situation, but just the way that I'm going to play it. I don't see a situation where I, I want to be overexposed to him just because again, it, you know, it is Oakland. It is, a game where they're, I think they're on the road, right? They're they are on the road and yeah, they're only they're implied for nineteen and a quarter points right now. Right. So all so all of those things say lower ceiling for a GPP, um, but the the price and the the situation is is what I want for cash. If that makes sense. Yeah, I I would agree with you if not for the fact that he is like pretty darn good in the passing game. Like I just I, I I love the pass catching upside at 4K. Like he should be able to to get me, you know, maybe near double digit fantasy points just with his receiving outlook. And if he does that, like it's going to be tough for him to fail at this price tag. So uh, I'm not going to be full fading him. I might want to be, you know, like in line with the average on the field because I do hear what you're saying. Like if Oakland does mail this game in. And he flops, you're going to have a leg up on, you know, half the field. <laughs> but I just don't know if that happens enough where it's like a something that a risk that I'm willing to take on. 
Yeah, I think that's fair. Uh, interestingly enough, I also think Boston Scott at 4K, same exact price tag. He maybe he doesn't have the same upside as Washington, but he probably has similar like median projections and he's going to command much, much less ownership. Yeah, I think, again, as a as a bigger, you know, a large field GPP where you're playing more entries, um, I think as a as a price pivot off of Washington, I think that makes uh, a boatload of sense. Any other guys you want to talk about quickly? Um, not not really that come to mind. Like those those are the guys that um the guys that we've mentioned already are sort of the guys that I'm I'm prioritizing uh, this week. Makes sense to me. Or actually, right. what are we doing with Fournette? It's he's seventy two hundred. He's objectively bad at the sport that we're playing him in. Um, but but what like he's going to be on the field uh, for whatever that's worth. Um, if you're if you're a matchup kind of guy or gal, he's playing Atlanta. Like, do we have do we have any hope that Fournette could put together like a usable game at seventy two hundred? I mean, there's always hope, right? We you have to have hope, no, Jones. Not necessarily. <laughs> you have to have hope. It's the Christmas season. Um, I will not be playing Leonard Fournette this week. Yeah. I I get the the logic behind it. You know, he's projected for five to eight percent ownership right now on Fantasy Labs, and in terms of workload, like he's been pretty much second only to McCaffrey in terms of involvement in the run game versus involvement in the in the pass game, but. Given that the Jaguar season is over, I, I just don't think they're going to want to put all that tread on the tires. And I, you know, he played all but two snaps last week, so I could be totally wrong in that deep <laughs> take. Maybe they just want to, they just do want to run this guy into the ground. But uh, I personally wouldn't be shocked to start seeing, you know, some other running backs factor into the rotation a little bit more for Jacksonville. All right, let's talk about my bookie. It's that time of the year. Christmas is coming up quick as we are approaching the 25th and our friends at MyBookie want to make your season special with 12 days of gifts. MyBookie is already one of the most trusted and reputable sports books in the industry and this holiday season they're giving the gift of spirit with 12 state and this holiday season they're getting into the spirit of giving with 12 straight days of giveaways. That's right, 12 days of gifts, a brand new gift every single day so you can take your game to the next level. They kicked off this promotion on the 14th with a free parlay for the UFC, and they'll keep up the gift giving through the 25th. Free bets, free spins, futures, and more. While Santa has his list, they have theirs, and they've got a little bit of something for everyone this season. Especially with the NBA and NHL in full swing, all the college bowl games around the corner, it really is the best time of the year for sports bettors. Parlays, teasers, specials, anything you could ever ask for, MyBookie is here to make Christmas great for you. Head over to MyBookie.ag right now and use promo code ROTOVIZ to get half of your initial deposit in free wagers. And that's just the start. Make sure to check out the site during this promotion because there's going to be something new every day and you're going to want to take advantage of those deals. Once again, MyBookie using promo code ROTOVIZ for a deposit bonus of 50% and start winning today. All right, wide receivers, uh, your boy, Michael Thomas, he is 9,300. You know, that's back now into that like really expensive price range after, you know, he had 
a week or two where he was sub 9K. Now he's back uh, where he probably should have been for basically the duration of the season. He is easily the most expensive player at the position and will likely be the highest owned wide receiver on the slate. So what is your approach for him in cash games and GPPs? Yeah, I, I mean, it's even putting in, uh, you know, DeAndre Washington and the Cleveland D, it's real, real tough to get to get all three of these guys uh, with Lamar. Dalton. Lamar C CMC and Michael Thomas it's it's damn near impossible um it it basically leaves you with like 4200 a spot for a couple of wide receivers a flex and a tight end so oh that's so um, doable you've you've made you've made more out of less this season Jones I know well, you have th- that is true the the problem is the the tight end which we'll get to um but yeah I like you there's no shot that I'm I'm going to have zero of Michael Thomas. It's just a matter of hope hoping for maybe if Mixon doesn't play, I uh, I don't know what's Gio Bernard this week. He's 4100, <laughs> so like that would that would just be that would be Lock City. The uh DeAndre Gio and CMC as your three running backs would be uh, would unlock everything. Um yeah, like I'm going to play him everywhere I can. It's just 9,300 is like a legit decision point. Um, whereas, you know, 8,500 is is not quite as difficult to get to. So um, I don't know. Are are you are you more likely to get to him in cash because you're considering Dalton um, or are you not really considering him for cash? I, I am certainly considering him. That was the, the right Thank you for making. I I just wanted to. That was a test, and you passed with flying okay, colors. Okay, so thank you. I'm glad about that. <laughs> the The problem for me is that the rest of the position is like pretty gross this this week. Like, if you're not paying up for Thomas, are you paying eight k for Julio? Like, no, you're going to pay the extra thirteen hundred for Thomas. Are you paying like seven k for AJ Brown? Are you paying sixty eight hundred for Devontae Parker? Like. What is the alternative to not paying up for Michael Thomas? I just don't really see a clear option unless you want to completely like punt all three spots at the position and go with two stud running backs like a Carson and McCaffrey type of build. That's really the only situation that makes sense to me if I'm not going to pay up for Thomas. So uh, I do think that there are some appealing value plays luckily, which will, uh, you know, help us to, to get there. But the guy has been just just the safest investment in fantasy this year, including Christian McCaffrey. Like he has been just just nutty. It's ridiculous. The the target share that he commands, the catch rate that he has on those targets, like his a dot and the fact that he leads the, the league in touchdowns as a receiver. Like there is nothing more you could ask of this man. Yeah. All right, I mentioned that I I am not a particularly big fan of this next tier of receivers, but does anybody stand out to you as a good play? I mean, are you aware that that Julio Jones had 20 targets last week? No, I was not. Okay. <laughs> like that's a lot. 20? <laughs> 20. So, yeah, I mean, I I think I I think you're you're being a little dismissive of the thirteen hundred dollar difference there. I, it's not that easy to find thirteen hundred dollars necessarily. 
Well, yeah, I mean, if you if you want to go that route, if you want to go from like Russ to Dalton, that would be thirteen hundred dollars. That's my answer to week. every question about money this week, Andy Dalton. <laughs> um, yeah. So, I mean, I think I think Julio is a fine consolation prize, uh, just based on volume. Like Ridley's not there. Julio was like uh, unquestionably the alpha last week. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. Like I don't know I, if you've heard I, I of this thing, Julio. Jones. Uh, it's a little thing I like to call hashtag never Julio. Just saying. Uh, I think that was that was a uh, a sarcastic hashtag. <laughs> yeah, probably makes sense because he's pretty good <laughs> at football. Um, he, he like he just hasn't been Julio this year, and he's he's dinged up stop, a little bit. Stop. I'm gonna I'm gonna save you what, from he's this. Coming, Just, he's coming I off of a forty burger, but look at his game log before don't, that. Don't do it. Don't do it. Okay, I won't. This is this is your this is your chance. I'm I'm trying nope. to save you. Nope, never Julio in week sixteen. Who are they playing? Uh <laughs> Jacksonville. <laughs> the team that you've mentioned has given up like seventeen times. <laughs> Only Julio with Matt Ryan stacks. I revise my never Julio. That's my only Julio with Matt Ryan, which I do think makes sense, right? Like if you consider the ownership, that is a pretty good way to uh, to cut that down a little bit. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> okay, let's go to the mid tier. Who stands out to you here? I mean, it's kind of gross. Like I, I, I don't know, man. Like there, there's a, there's a sort of just bunch of guys who have like pretty similar ceilings I feel like or like pretty big questions um you know whether you're talking about uh you know DJ Moore who is a little more expensive than the you know the mid tier but Hard um, with right with Greer I think that his ownership is going to be stupid low um Cooper with the Prescott thing like Galladay is on their you know their QB7 at this point um Hilton is is on like a weird you know has been injured and leaving games early like there's just there's a lot of questions in this range like McLaurin if if you could get that guy right then god bless um I I guess I don't know like is is Keenan Allen like the safer play in the 6k range he stood out to me as the safest option right like and even that you're kind of I don't know. Like I would, I don't feel great clicking on him. Keenan Allen has become like what Jarvis Landry was with the Dolphins. I feel like, yeah, like the target volume is there, but, (laughs) but he he doesn't do a whole lot with the targets. Right. Um, You know, like Matt Friedman's whole thing recently has been that like, are we sure Mike Williams isn't better than him? Oh, I'm Um, positive. Mike Williams is better than him. It's just a matter of whether or not the, the chargers realize that he's better than him. So, uh, you know, I'm going to stand for Cortland Sutton because I stand for Cortland Got Sutton. Gotta uh, do it. Especially against Detroit, who hasn't covered anybody since like the first couple of weeks of the season. And obviously we have to talk about your boy, Tyler Boyd. You know, the target volume hasn't been like as sick as it was uh, at certain points this year, but he's cheap. He's playing the Dolphins. I just I can't think of a better thing to do in week 16 than just All just bet the farm Bengals. on Cincinnati. <laughs> I'm shoving the chips in Boyd, Dalton and Mixon just an onslaught. 
God. Run it back with Mike Gesicki. Can you uh can you can you run that in our head to head, please? <laughs> you laugh. Just wait. Oh man. Um how about like in the value range? Anybody super cheap that you're looking at? And before you even make fun of me about it, I am going to throw Alex Erickson's name out there at thirty three hundred. Oh my god, dude. This is not <laughs> like I mean, this is not okay. This is not good. The people listen to this show. You know that, right? <laughs> Alex Erickson is it's not just me. You know, like he's grading out as the top wide receiver in the fantasy labs models currently of e- Mr. Sean Corner. I haven't even scrolled down that far. What ha, what's his price? Thirty what? Thirty five? Thirty three. Yeah, I mean his that one catch for six yards that he had last week was just on five just targets, go- just gorgeous. Just can't couldn't imagine a uh, a higher yeah. <laughs> higher on five targets against the Patriots. Oh man, yeah. I mean, again, if if you wanna if you wanna go there, that's oof, I, I don't know, man. That's tough. Uh, that's really really tough. As far as like like. There's obvious-ish plays. Um, You know, like Chris Conley is coming off a great game. He saw a price bump. But there's not not really a reason not to go back to him unless uh, I think Chark was limited. Yeah, Um, for some reason it seems like he's going to try to play this week. Right. So, I mean, I guess that that puts a, a little bit of a damper on things. I don't know. Like, is is Greg Ward a thing? He had like one drive and he ended up with like 19 <laughs> points. Yeah, um, I think he's fine. He all you need is one drive at forty two hundred. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I guess I guess the, like I don't I don't really love any like super cheap guys. That's the that's the problem with the with the slate in general for me is. There's the last few weeks, there's been like a, a, an actual punt tight end and or a, a, a couple of 4K running backs that were in play and or a couple of 3K wide receivers that were in play. And I don't think that there's there's as many options in those, you know, in those price ranges in those tiers. So um, Mike Williams, who we just talked about at 5K, I think stands out a little bit, too. Um, he was limited. I feel like he's limited in practice, like <laughs> almost every single week. Um, practice it, is I, overrated. Yeah, no, I mean, obviously, but uh, <laughs> I, I think that what do you see? Nine targets last week. He's always going to be inefficient, but he can he can put together you know a forty yard catch for a touchdown, and at five k, he just needs a, a couple more catches to make it. After that, you know. Yeah, I mean, he's exceeded his salary-based expectation in three straight games. So, yeah. uh, and I, in one of those games, he had three targets. I think so as far Mike Williams is good. I, I'm on board yeah. with that take. Yes, I think Mike is, Williams is good. If that's a question, then I don't know what to tell you. Um, I would maybe consider, like, in a, in a ton of lineups, if I'm building a ton of lineups, I would maybe consider a flyer on Marquise Brown. Um Again, I, I just think like super cheap, a long touchdown and a couple catches on top of it. You can uh, you can get there with him and he'll be super low on. So if you do get that two touchdown game where, you know, one of those touchdowns goes to him and one of the usual tight end touchdowns <laughs> ends up going <laughs> to him, then then you're in business. Uh, so, yeah, that that those would be like the flyers, but nobody that I love. 
What about Danny Amendola? Because I know he's he's seen a little bit of a price jump. He's up to 4,900 now. But you were spot on with him last week. He got 13 targets, put up over 100 yards. Um, you know, that matchup against Tampa Bay was obviously like the nut matchup. He doesn't have nearly as good of a matchup this week. But he still seems pretty reasonable considering his target volume with with Blau at quarterback. Yeah, I mean, he's had he's had at least eight targets in uh, four of the last six games. So it's not it's it wasn't necessarily three, three straight. Right. It's not necessarily like that. It was just a total, uh, you know, revelation last week that he saw 13 targets. He just happened to do more <laughs> to do more with them in. Uh, and like you said, in a in an easy matchup. But um, no, nah, I think I think he's fine. I, I, he's. I think his ceiling is probably a little bit capped. Like, I, I don't really see, I don't know, what did he end up scoring last week? 20, 22? Yeah. yeah. So I, I don't really see a situation where he, he goes above that because I just think Galladay has so much more of the touchdown equity if they're going to throw for any touchdowns. True. Um, But I, I, think, I think he's fine. Uh, if he was, like, 4,300, I'd probably play him in cash again this week, to be totally honest. Um, but 49 is a little a little rich for cash, but yeah. All right, let's move on to tight ends. We've got Zach Ertz and Darren Waller, 6,400 and 6,100 respectively. Are either of them on your cash game radar? You've been kind of hinting at the tight end position that you like someone who's expensive. Is it one of these two guys? I mean, it's it's mathematically impossible for it to be either of these guys. <laughs> it just it just can't happen for me the way that I want to build this week. Like <clears throat> at best, they would be like my fourth or fifth priority. And the, the other guys are just too they're just too expensive for me to ever get up here in cash. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I really do like Darren Waller and like he came through for me last week, unfortunately, like Everybody else was just much smarter than me and took the Higby discount and got the same exact production. Yep. So if that only the greatest if only you spoke to somebody on a Thursday night that told you to do that, it would be you know really what? helpful. <laughs> I felt like I needed to let my wings fly on Darren Waller, and again, it wasn't like that was a bad play. Uh, I just could have used that. You <laughs> could use that money elsewhere, uh, and I think so. Like I said, I think Waller is a is a strong option. But he's more of a GPP target for me, just because, like you said, it's it's tough to pay up at a lot of positions, and I'm definitely putting a higher priority on on Michael Thomas this week for sure. Yeah. All right. So who is the guy then, Jones? I've been wait. I've been dying to know all show. So you just just cut cut the drama and just tell me who it is. I mean, I feel I feel like this is this is really getting built up for for no reason. Like I I just am probably gonna end up playing Hooper. At forty four hundred, like it's not some, it's not some deep deep discount dive here. I I just think that um he is cheap enough to fit, and he's seen you know half dozen targets each of the past two weeks. the The important part for me is that he saw four red zone targets uh, since he came back from the injury, um, and obviously that uh you know if you if you hashtag watch the tape. He got a uh, a touchdown overturned at the end of that game, yeah. Um, for the Julio game winning touchdown, so I think we're I think we're saying we're talking about him in a different light if if he ends up making that catch 
and, you know, scores the touchdown, gets those extra yards. I think he's probably a little bit more popular. I, I am curious, though, what does I know it's Thursday. What, is, what does Labs have him at right now? Does, do they have him pretty popular? 13 to 16 uh, yeah. percent. But he is grading out like as the significantly highest rated tight end in the models. Yeah, that's kind of what I figured. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think that that I think that is is where I'm going to end up going there. There really isn't like a, a super cheap uh, guy that is really popping for for anything in in my eyes right now. Well, he's certainly not super cheap, but I have two words for you. Don't do it. Flow chart. God, I really, I can't believe that I have to talk to you every week with this nonsense. I mean, it, it <laughs> works every week. It basically works every week. That isn't uh, true. Okay, it just so let, didn't work. <laughs> okay, but Cleveland has no tight end. Okay. Like, oh man, sorry, Ricky Seals-Jones didn't smash them. Okay. <laughs> like, Jacob Hollister has been legit. Like, he's had some legit games. Those 23 receiving yards last week were just MC Hammer, too legit to quit all over the place. That's three more than your boy Austin Hooper just had. What? Austin Hooper had 20 yards last week. Okay, he also had six, he had twice as many targets last week as Hollister did. Hollister flowchart spot. Listen, you can be, you could be analytically driven like Jones, or you could win the money like me, Jacob Hollister flowchart. Yep. <laughs> That's dumb. Um, in all seriousness, I do think Hollister is a pretty good play. I'll be interested to see what the ownership comes in as. Like, he's going to be overowned, no matter what Hooper, it is. It's you don't be think overowned. Hooper might soak it up? I no. think who's uh, okay. Well, we'll see. I, I think people are are dumb enough to to just blindly do this flowchart thing, and I think it's going to be a bad bad decision. Okay. Is Hooper the cheapest you're really looking to go this week at tight end? I mean, probably like uh, you could maybe, maybe if you're if you're not going, if you want a little bit of leverage off of A.J. Brown and you want to play Janu, um, I think that he's he's fine. Like he saw five targets last week. They seem like they wanted to get him the ball a little bit. But really, like after that, like and he's thirty eight hundred, which is still like. Not expensive, but not not super cheap. It's not a punt. I I really don't want to play any of these other guys. I guess you could you could go Gasecki if you really really needed that two hundred or you know eight hundred dollars, whatever it is that you're trying to save. But uh, I don't know. Is Nothing. Caden, is Caden Smith like a just a pure hook? Like, is that a bad play if uh, if Red Ellison is out again because he's been bad with. Eli, but he did find some success with uh with Mr. Daniel Jones at quarterback. Well, I think it's just a matter of how the snaps shake up because Ellison did practice in full today, so it's it's really a matter of. I mean, not that not that Ellison was like some some smash, but he's he was playing you know fifty percent of the snaps. Right. Um, so I, I would imagine that that kind of caps anything that Smith would be able to uh, able to produce. All right, that's fair. All right, let's wrap the show up with defense. Uh, Jones, tell me why you're playing the cheapest defense on the slate this week. I mean, a, a little, a little frustrating that it's uh, it's not fifteen hundred again. Um, 
but yeah, I mean, there's there's just nothing else that I can do. I just I just gotta smash in, gotta smash in Cleveland off of their uh, their negative two point performance against the Cardinals last week. <laughs> hey, when you go for negative two against the Cardinals. That just screams regression against Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. Uh, yeah, I mean, we're we're regressing back to zero, so it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, in all seriousness, I think I would rather try and find an extra couple hundred bucks and maybe get up to like Jacksonville or Oakland, because even though I've made jokes about how they've quit, at least they have better matchups. Like, I don't know, but at the same time. It's like we're we're splitting hairs with teams. I'm surprised you're not playing Cincinnati. <laughs> nah, that game's gonna be a shootout. Stack that game. Uh, I think I, if I was gonna try and spend up a little bit, I would go for Washington. Like they didn't look great last week against Philadelphia, but they have been pretty reliable for the last couple of weeks. And Daniel Jones is just a human turnover. So yeah, like what could what could possibly be better than playing a rusty Daniel Jones? <laughs> Right. That's exactly. Yeah. The guy fumbles, picks or gets sacked on basically like every drive, I feel like. So. It's, it's some of his favorite things to, <laughs> to do in life. Um. So, yeah, I think uh, I think that's about as expensive as I'm looking to get. You know, like if all of a sudden I find myself swimming in salary cap dollars, I'll get up to twenty eight hundred for Washington. But yeah, I'm probably I'm probably maybe I will play Cleveland this week. Who knows? I mean. This Lamar Jackson guy, he can't do this all season, right? I I do have a serious question though. We and we can end on this, and this doesn't have to be like a drawn out thing. But we, I was talking about this with a couple people. If you knew with with some degree of certainty that you were going to in a head to head be going against somebody that is just guaranteed to play the eighteen hundred dollar or the fifteen hundred dollar defense every single week, would there ever be a situation? where you would not play that defense. No, I think it makes sense. Right? Okay. I, I just, we were talking about it, and we kind of, like, people were going back and forth about it, and I I just think it would, it's it's so silly not to give yourself that extra salary. Again, they, he, they're not going to be chalky, and I'm going to play them because that's what I've been doing, um, you know, for the past, like, seven weeks, and, and I've I've been doing pretty well. Um but I just thought it was an interesting, like, you know, theory question. Like, it, it, there's no, if you know what defense the other person is playing, you should probably just play that defense. Which is a great, um, like, just a really good stance on why defense shouldn't exist in DFS. So <laughs> let's just remove them in general, DraftKings, if you're listening. Um, that would be that would be great. So we didn't have to waste five minutes of everybody's time talking about this every week. <laughs> All right, that's going to do it for this edition of On The Daily. Uh, for Matt Jones, who you can find on Twitter, at Matt Jones TFR. I'm Matt LaMarca, at Matt LaMarca. Happy holidays, and thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to On The Daily, the Road of His Daily fantasy sports podcast powered by Road of His Radio. And special thanks to Randy E. Aguabo for the introduction. Please review the podcast on iTunes under the established Rotoviz Radio feed. Contact us via email on the daily DFS at gmail.com and follow us on Twitter at on the daily DFS.